you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life. Um, all right, so I want to introduce our speaker today. Um, just Let's all stand for Micah, because he's our amazing associate pastor. Woo! Okay. Okay. You guys. You guys. All right. Woo! Wow, Lord, we just love you. Lord, we take delight in you. <laughs> Just go ahead and say, I take it. <laughs> say, it's mine. <laughs> we're going to read that passage today. If you've got a Bible, go to, we're going to first read James. <clears throat> the book of James. By the way, oh, where'd, I'm going to wait for Adam to come back. I got more for Oh, praise God. <laughs> so they mentioned how Adam drove back and forth, back and forth at the youth camp. Well, the last week, I was supposed to go on vacation uh, with my wife and kids, and we were on our way up a little past for, um, it's called um, Bridgeport, which is a little past Mammoth. We were four hours out, and our alternator went out. And uh, I don't know if you know anything about cars, because I don't. <laughs> but basically, the alternator is tied to a belt that moves. And so what it does is it creates energy to give it back into your battery. Good to know, every gentleman out there. Um, so anyways, as we're driving, we're in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if you've ever driven up that way. It is barren. As barren as it gets. And... Um, all of a sudden, the, the, the electricity just goes out in the car. And uh, Melissa and I look at each other. And, and then it pops back on, and the gas turns back on. And I mean, we're on like this like little two-lane highway, literally in the middle of nowhere. And then, and then um, it comes back on, it comes back off. And then all of a sudden, we, uh, we see our, our Savior in the form of a little town called Independence a town of 400 people. <laughs> and uh, and we, gl we glided for, I think, a couple miles. We were gliding. Um, and we just happened, there just happened to be a gas station <laughs> that we just smoothly drove into. And it was 108 degrees outside, and it was horrible. The, the little, the, when I say gas station, it's a gas station. It was, the, the, the place was tiny. I had to shove my kids. We had our bulldog, which bulldogs can't be in weather like above like 90 degrees for more than like 30 minutes, okay? They're very sensitive. <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> and his name's Alfred. So anyway, so we put Alfred and the kids and my wife, and they all went into the, the very back of this tiny little cubicle, you know, gas station where there was ice, you know, and stuff to keep cool. I'm trying to figure out the car. Anyways, long story shorter. Um, finally got a battery. Turns out it was the alternator. We ended up staying there. The car was there from Saturday to Tuesday. My brother had to come rescue us, and uh, it was horrible. It was awesome, though. <laughs> I got like a fever, or not a fever, a, uh, what's it called? Uh, like a heat stroke, basically. We got into the motel. By the way, he wasn't going to let us in. I was like, please, you know, our car's dead in your parking lot, you know? And uh, so he says, okay, fine. And so we go in there, and it had those air conditioner units that are in windows. You know? So the room was hot, because it wasn't prepped for anybody. And so we go in there. I'm already dying. My face went into a fever rash, like a rash, because it was. I was out there for hours in 108 degree heat, fixing our car. The moment you know, AAA didn't even come to us. We're in literally the middle of nowhere. There was just nobody, and uh, it was funny. But God is so good. And Adam, that was my whole point. Full circle. So, so I drove back up there Monday. I was going to get it fixed. I actually drove with my father-in-law. One of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened in my life. I thought I was really on top of things. I had a battery charger. I had extra cables. Man, I had waters for days. I had snacks for the guy, everything. We get there. Four hours out, I get out of the car. I walk up to my minivan. I grab the handle. I pull it. Nothing happens. My heart sinks. I forgot the keys at home. God is good. <laughs> Even through my empty head. Some of you are like, this guy's going to tell us about the scripture today. <laughs> yes, you have, you have me today. So anyways, on Tuesday, I had to go back out again. And Adam's like, oh, I'll go with you, you know. He actually called me. He's like, what's up, dude? Can I go? Can I go? And... Um, he was, he was looking for a, a trip. So he actually drove all the way out there with me. We had a great time and went to a little Native American reservation, and it was fun. So Adam, driving back and forth 24-7. Another hand for Adam. All right, let's go, James. This is chapter 1. We're going to read a couple verses here. <laughs> Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. <laughs> it gets better. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Some of your versions will say patience. But let steadfastness have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. All right. If you got a Bible, keep going. Let's go over to Psalms. To the Psalms. We're going to go to Psalm chapter 37. Before we read this one, I just want to uh, mention how my time during worship was. I just began to weep like crazy. And there's a scripture that says, it says, all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus. And one of the promises, no plague shall come near your doorstep. <laughs> and I just really was wanting us to come in agreement and pray for this over our doorstep. Our tents. You know, you're, you are the tent of God. You're the tabernacle of God. We together are the tabernacle of God. So I just want to pray for that. Lord, I just pray that you'd push back every plague. 
In Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, your word says that all the promises are yes in you. And so, Lord, you said that no plague shall come near our doorstep. Lord, I thank you that you're kicking fretting and worrying in the face. And, Father, that you're giving joy, hope, and pleasure to your people. Amen. All right. Take joy when you fall in various trials. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Um, Pastor Jesse was saying before the service started, a little about faith. It's a substance of things hoped for. So faith is actually tied to hoping, to having positive expectations of a good God who really likes you. And he's got good plans for you. And he orders your steps because you're his kid. And he's got your future all mapped out. And he's so excited about it. And he really, really loves you. Isn't that fun? Faith is saying, Lord, I trust you with my life. No matter what happens, I trust you. No matter what happens. And sometimes trials, if trials come, you go, where are you at, man? This looks tough and this looks difficult. And surely it can be difficult. But he's right there. And the testing of your faith produces something in you. You know, you got to fight for faith. You got to fight for positive thinking. Let me say it like that. You got to fight for knowing God's got your back. You got to fight for it. Because when, when, um, when stuff gets messy and things get hard, you'll be like, what's, am I alone? What's happening? Am I speaking to any humans in the room? It can feel like that at times. We don't always feel like that. Praise be to God. You're not like always tested like that. But sometimes it can happen to us. And it's really important for us to recognize what's happening. But what he's producing in each and every one of us when that happens, and we're like, well, why isn't the breakthrough right here at this moment? No, 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 no. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. The testing of your faith is producing something. Steadfastness. That's, that patience isn't like, I'm just waiting for the day he comes through. No, it's like a boat that has waves hitting it, and you're just, you're just going. You're charging through it. Steadfast. Holding it steady. When all you can do is stand, you stand. Lord, I trust you with my life. Okay. This is Psalm 37. This portion, um, I'm actually going to focus on one verse in here, but I want you to understand the portion that we're going over. So in verse 1, it starts with, do not fret. And then in the end of verse 8, it says, do not fret. It only causes harm. So this portion right here from verse 1 to verse 8, it starts with, do not fret. It ends with, do not fret. And then it gives you some really good wisdom you should probably chew on a little bit if you want to be a person who does not fret. If you don't know what fretting means, since we don't use it all the time, it means worrying. I love little kids running in and out. I didn't even notice until she was like out the door and I heard clickety-clack going out. Fretting, fretting means basically worrying, stressing out, tripping out, wigging out. Don't fret. It only causes harm. Jesus says, says it like this, don't worry about your life. Well, by worrying, can, can you make yourself grow a little bit? Can you do anything with worrying? So he paints it like that. You could do nothing with worrying, so why worry? 
Now we go, but, uh, but we're humans. We worry. Oh, but God, I can't help it. Well, why would God tell us not to worry if we can't help it? See, the answer to not worrying isn't to try not to worry, but it's to do something completely different, which we're going to talk about in a second. But he says, but he gives you the understanding. Look at worrying ain't going to do nothing for you. Really bad grammar. It's not going to do anything for you. You're not going to get taller. You're not going to get stronger. You're not going to get wiser. Worrying doesn't make you wiser. Sometimes we're like, oh, it's just, I just, I'm understanding all the situations. That's worldly wisdom. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't produce peace. It ain't Jesus. This, this fretting is not good. So he says, number one, it doesn't help you. But here in this verse, it says, it only causes harm. Because fretting is a place of not understanding what God is doing, not seeing it. You're, you're, you're taking it in your own hands. Not only will it not help you, it'll cause harm to you. Did you know that fretting and worrying, it could actually lower your immune system, actually mess with you? It ain't something you want to do, even in a pandemic. And does that mean that we don't take it seriously? Uh, of course you take things seriously. But, but you don't fret about it. It ain't going to make you stronger. It ain't going to make you healthier. It ain't going to make you smarter. It's literally going to harm you. So we got to start with that understanding because if we have any little bit of, I should be allowed to fret. No, you shouldn't. It's not. You can, but you, we got to really know the depth of it's not good for you. It's not good for us to fret. So what do we do? Um, the one I want to, to look at is verse 4. But the things that it says to do basically is trust in God, delight in him, commit your way to him, and rest in him. Trust in him, delight in him, commit your way to him, and rest in him. But this is what I want to talk about, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That means, it means, desires right here literally means requests. Your heart has requests. Your heart has things at once. Did you know that when you delight in him, you take delight in him, that will order the desires of your heart rightly? Did you guys just hear what I said? Y'all might have some desires in your heart. I'm not saying, hey, whatever those are at this moment, you know, some of it, who knows, there's a lot of people in here. There could be all kinds of desires in your heart, but some of those might not be good. They'd be like, well, God's going to give me it. No, he's not. But if you take to maybe... If it's yeah, if you take delight in him, your desires will actually be ordered Amen. rightly because your delight is being filled. And some of those things that we desire that we want are actually good things. But there's a there's a place to get to first before you get your prayers answered. <sighs> None of those things that you want are the fulfillment of life that you need, but they are they could be good, right? But when we understand the fulfillment is in Jesus, it opens a way for us to, to get what we're asking for. Let me tell you a story about Jesus. Jesus, before he went to the cross, prayed three times the same prayer over and over again. Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. The guy's sweating blood, 
and he's beginning to take on the sin of the world. And he's saying, God, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass through me. I assume the Father's saying, there is no other way, buddy. And he goes, I know. He goes and hangs out with his friends. He comes back. He says it again. Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Father says, no, there's no other way. He goes, I know. Goes back, talks to him again, tells them, yeah, I should probably pray with me. You keep falling asleep, please. He comes back again, <laughs> prays a third time. Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Father says, no. He says, I know. Was there any other way than the cross for Jesus? There was no other way. It was the will of the Father, yeah? Well, let me tell you something. Right after this, Jesus gets arrested. Do you know what happens? That's a pretty funny story. The apostle comes over, chops one of the guard's ears off. He says, you ain't taken, my buddy. <laughs> Cuts his ear off. Jesus, whoa, Peter, calm down. Takes the ear, puts it on the guy, heals him, which, by the way, is gnarly. Just think about that for like at least 10 seconds. That's crazy. His ear was cut off, you know? Can you imagine being that guy? By the way, your other buddies next to you, when, he, when they said, are you Jesus? And he turned around and said, I am. And your buddies next to you, right before you got your ear cut off, fell down when he said, I am. They're like, whoa. Wow, that's charismatic. Okay. <laughs> Oh, come on. I'm starting to feel it. Anyways, this is what Jesus said. This is one part. Well, we always talk about, you know, you live by the sword, die by the sword. But I, I want to mention this one part. He says, he says, don't you know that if I asked of the Father, even right now, check your Bibles, it says that, even right now, he would send a legion of angels to come for me right now. Oh, would that have been the Father's will? <laughs> wow. Did you know something? Jesus says, whatever you ask for, it will be done for you. Do you know that literally meant whatever you ask for? Now, here's the thing. Do you know that there's a relate? Now, we're all growing in this relationship with God. But do you know there's a place to get to? That whatever you ask, sorry, sometimes I get jolted. And I just, God, I get so excited about this. It, it, you got to like what you're doing, you know? <laughs> oh, anyways, there's a place you can get to. It's, you know what God's will is, and that's what you're going to ask for. But even if you ask for something else, he's going to give it to you because you're so close with him. Did we just catch that? He said, even right now, if I ask the Father, he'll send a legion of angels. There was no other option for him. And yet he knows, no, 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 if I ask for it, I'll get it right now. Isn't that wild? How is this possible? How do we become people that can get what we pray for? It says, take delight. Say, take delight. In the Lord, and he will give you the requests of your heart the desires of your heart. Woo! Some of us spend our time talking. It's funny in James when he's talking about trials and all these things and learning and he starts off with this idea of trials and getting steadfastness, right? Through it. 
he ends with the same thing. He says, look at the steadfastness of Job and see what the Lord intended for him at the end. Okay, okay, okay. How is it that we can go from people who are merely just having our list asking things to being in a place where he's growing this aspect of communion where all of the requests of our heart will be given to us. And I just want you to understand this key. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Is this wild? Before, you see, James goes on, he says, listen, some of, some of us are asking for things because we want to spend it on our own passions, yet you ask amiss. Let not that man think he'll receive anything from the Lord. Did you know that sometimes we can pray and yet we can miss it so much that we don't get anything we're even asking for? It's like, a, it's like, a, it's like when we're living a life and we've got our whole life listed out of what we want. And we say, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. And we're so focused on it. And then he's there, but he's like the genie in the bottle, you know? This, this is what I want, God, you know? And we're, it's so focused on that. And he says, he says you're asking a minute. There's a, there's a stage before the asking. That if you can get to that stage and learn it, this stage is going to flow. In fact, in fact, the desires of your heart aren't, aren't always even spoken it's going to, do you guys get what I'm saying? Desires of your heart. They're not, there's things so deep down, you don't even understand what you really, really want in the spirit. You guys get it? God does. He smells it when you're hanging out with him. But it says, take delight. Okay. What does it mean to delight? Well, the word is actually an, an intimacy kind of word, um, but it's tied to joy. Joy. Oh, and pleasure. Joy, extreme joy. Delight is tied to extreme joy and great pleasure. Okay? That's taking delight. Did you guys know that in God's presence is the fullness of joy? At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Okay? There's a, did you know that God wants you right now in this moment in the midst of the world, in the midst of everything, in the midst of your personal circumstances, do you know that God wants you right now to feel his pleasure? Do you know that right now, right now, not tomorrow, right now, God wants you to feel his joy? In the midst of anything, how is that? Do we know the dark thing is going on in the world? Do we know all these things? Jesus, God did. But there's something on the inside that he's really wanting us to get. Because if we can get that, boy, we're going to look really weird to the world in a good way. Do we understand? Pleasure and joy are in his presence. And it says, take, take delight yourself. In the Lord. Listen. Guys, just read this. Just look at it one more time. Look at this. Delight yourself in the Lord. 
Do you know, if you're going to prayer, do you know that the, one of the first things God wants you to even experience is to know that he just wants you to feel his delight? And did you know that it's on you to take it? It's not, oh, I go in prayer, I didn't feel his joy, I didn't feel his passion, I guess it's not for me. No, 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 no. In his presence is joy, is, is his pleasure, and the Bible says to take it. Take delight. Take it. It's mine. Did you know that he wants you to feel good in his presence? He does. Someone's like, what does that even look like? I'll just say to you, I, I can understand that question. But I would highly encourage you to take uh, these verses seriously because it's literally the, the precursor to having your heart's desire, desires answered. Is this, is this wild? Are we catching what I'm saying? So how can we believe? Number one, we got to believe something. You got to believe that God wants you to experience his pleasure. And we've got to believe that he wants us to experience his joy. His view on the world. Do you know the rest of this chapter goes on? It says that he laughs at, at the enemies. He knows that their days are short. The enemies, more than humans, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but this is, this is the enemy. Yeah? I know we don't usually talk about the devil, but the Lord laughs at the enemy. He mocks him. He derides him. His days are numbered, and it's short. And he sees his days are short. And he has a perspective that he wants to impart to us that gives us a view of eternity that can help us through whatever we're going through. Okay? Are we all so, we're all so good. Jesus, kick COVID in the face. <laughs> There's so many perspectives in the world, isn't there? I love um, that it was said today that this is unchanging. There's so many people. I, I had a, a nice gentleman came up to me in the parking lot, and then he, he's just giving me a, a mouthful of curse words. And telling me I got to preach certain things, and I said, I, I don't know, buddy. Things with the world, I, 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 don't, I don't know all the, I don't know every scientific thing with COVID or different things, okay. But I do know the Word of God, yes. and I do know our Father in heaven. And I'll study some of those things and, you know, look into it, but I don't know everything, you know? And we don't need to. We got a good God. Oh, he's so good. Guys. He's so good. My challenge today, um, dude, I know, so it feels so cheesy when pastors are like, here's your challenge for the week for me. Because I'm like, I wonder how many actually do it. But this is my challenge. I challenge you to take delight in him. I challenge you to learn how to pray the way the Bible says to pray. Oh, that's good. Like, like not just coming with the list. The list is good. And you're going to have a list, the list of all the things that you're wanting. But the stage before it, don't forget that. Some of us, I was talking to my daughter about it, and there was a concern like, oh, what if I don't feel it? And I said, no, you got to take it. you got to believe it, that he wants to give it to you. And two, that it's okay for you to come into a place of prayer and know 
I'm right where I need to be, right here, right now. And God's pleased with me here, and I'm pleased with him. And I take delight in you. I'm going to take delight in this moment. I'm going to receive your pleasure. I'm going to receive your joy. And I'm just going to sit in it, and there's nothing else I need to do. Because all the things that you have for me, way, way down inside of me, are going to come out like a river, and they're going to have their way. And there's no devil that will stop it. There's no disease that will stop it. There's no nothing that can stop it. Anything God wants to do, he will do. Okay? The question is, do we partner with him? The question is, are we going to be partners with him? We following. It's hard to be excited about Jesus when you don't feel his excitement. Man, you're gonna have a really hard time preaching the gospel if you don't feel his pleasure. You know? This life is gonna be really burdensome if you don't have his peace. And it's and those things don't come from outward rewards they come from the inner life with christ and the outer rewards come from that place seek me the bible says your face O lord will i seek the bible says those who diligently seek him he will reward them openly the bible jesus says the father sees in secret and those who pray in the secret place, he will reward them openly. The Father sees secret fasting. The Father sees your heart. The Father sees your desires. The Father sees the truth of what's happening. He knows when I'm playing games. He knows when I'm being authentic. He knows he knows when I'm laying it all out or he knows when I'm just like, I'm just going to wait a little longer on my own and wrestle through this. He knows. He knows. He's not dumb. He knows. And he's just saying, open up. Come in. Let me give you pleasure. Spiritually, on the inside, where you have peace, his love, his comfort. Like a baby in a womb wrapped up, I'm totally good. Yeah? Okay. I want to end by praying. Can I get the worship team up here? Perfect time. This is a fun morning. We got to hear testimonies. Well, Lord, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for pushing back. Um, but guys, anything that's destructive in life is not from God. There's a destroyer. The enemy only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah? That ain't Jesus. He says, I've come that you might have life and life abundantly. Yeah? Oh, Lord, we just pray that you push back the destroyer from the tents of God. And Lord, we just thank you for your life and life abundantly that you're going to pour out in us as we learn to take delight in you personally in our own unique ways. But the simplicity of trusting in you, committing our ways to you, resting in you. Lord, we're going to take delight in you. Lord, we thank you that all the things that we desire in our heart will be given to us. Wow. 
Lord, where there's been desires and they've been unmet, Lord, we say you are good and we trust you. Hmm. And Lord, we thank you that there's a place for us to grow as people. Lord, there's a place for us to be transformed into your image and after your likeness more and more, God. Lord, we thank you that miracles are destined to flow from us. Lord, that we're not on the defensive, we're on the offensive. Lord, I pray for the battle against fretting. I pray for the battle against worry. With trials and enemies. Lord, I pray for the battle against fretting in our minds and over our hearts. And I pray, Father God, that you would help us to trust you, to know that our life is set in you. It's ordered by you. We are your children. You have plans for us. You go before us. The steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. And we thank you, Lord God, that we're in your hands. You're a big God, and you've got us tightly. And that life is literally only beginning. This life is short, God, and we thank you that we have the opportunity to receive your love and to say yes to you. I do want to say this. I just have a feeling there might be a couple people in the house this morning that you've come to church and you just, maybe someone invited you. It could literally be your first time, not just at this church, but in church. This life, the Bible says, this life is like a breath. It's like a vapor of smoke. Here today and gone tomorrow. This is not, we don't seek to store up our riches on this earth. We're moth and rust, corrupt and destroy. But in heaven where they last forever, where thieves don't break in and steal. Wow. This life is short. And this life, this is the moment for us to say yes to God. And I just feel like there might be one or two people in here this morning that you want to say yes to God. You want to give him an opportunity. He died for you. He, he went up on a cross and died for you. All of humanity was under a curse which brought forth sin. We feel condemned, we feel shame, all these things, but Jesus hung on a cross that he might bear it, bear the shame, bear the guilt, bear it all. Woo, bear the punishment of our wrongdoings, the whole gamut he bore it on the cross, and then he died so that we might have life. And the Bible says that if you look at him and believe in him, you shall have everlasting life. That life starts now, guys. He wants to come and live in the house that he made. That's us. Whoo! He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to hold your hand through all of this. He wants to show you his plans. He wants to take his scroll and open it up before you and say, look, let's go. Let's go love on these people. 
<laughs> Lord, we just thank you. If that's you this morning, I just want you to say, Jesus, would you come, would you come be with me? Would you forgive me of my sin? Would you cleanse me? Would you make me white as snow? Would you cleanse my consciousness of guilt? Would you give me life and peace? Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Can I get the prayer team up on this side? Can we stand together? We're gonna we're gonna give God some praise. Just don't want us to leave this right now, guys. Just say to the Lord today, say, I take delight in you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'd teach us to take delight in you every day. That you'd be the source of our delight. The source of all of it. you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon, we pray you experience all God has for your life. Because the souls, the rage on the